Welcome to Fifth Admission. I'm Dominic Fracasa. It's a big day for vaccinations in California. Starting Wednesday, anyone over age 50 is eligible for a coronavirus vaccine. Chronicle staff writers Catherine Ho and Nanette Asimov are here to help us understand what to expect as millions of people across the state suddenly become eligible for a shot. Uh, Hello to you both. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Dom. First off, help us understand the scope here, right? I mean, this is a gigantic number of people suddenly becoming eligible for for a coronavirus vaccine. What does this mean? Help us uh, understand the context for what this means for the state's vaccination rollout overall. Well, let's just say, uh, first of all, 7.2 million people between the ages of 50 and 64, but 17% of them are already fully vaccinated. So we're talking about um, nearly 6 million people who need one or both vaccines. And uh, Kat, does the state have enough vaccines for all these people? Uh, The state does not have enough vaccine for all these people today. Um, So I think the main thing that people can expect when they try to go get their shots is most likely they'll have to wait. Um, Exactly how long they'll have to wait is a little TBD. Um, You know, we are expecting to get more doses throughout the month of April. At least that's what the Biden administration is telling us. So so the answer is no, we don't have enough right now. But I think with time, um, eventually uh, we'll catch up. Okay, but on Thursday, I just want to say that having spoken to a lot of the counties in the Bay Area, some of them are kind of freaking out. I mean, one county um, in San San Mateo County said that when all these people show up um, at the vaccine clinics and um, there's not enough vaccine, there's going to be pandemonium. But of course... Um, we need vaccine. I mean, we need appointments. There need to be appointments. And it's just very hard to get appointments. And so another county, Sonoma, um, their vaccine chief said, you know, maybe people age 50 to 64 could just hold off if they're healthy enough to do it because they haven't even finished vaccinating the people who are currently eligible or before this whole um, new opening. Well, given what Nanette just described, this sort of, you know, this apprehension that some counties are facing as they think about, you know, the, you know, the quantities of people who are going to want vaccines and who need vaccines. And that's a good thing that they want them. But, you know, given this sort of apprehension over what, you know, could be an inundation, certainly in the first couple of weeks here, you know, I wonder what this, what, what, what this means for, you know, for individuals who are looking to get vaccinated now. So help us understand, you know, if I'm a person who's going to be eligible starting Wednesday, what should I, what should I plan on expecting? Kat, you mentioned before, you know, the, the, the need for people to, to be ready to wait. Yeah. So I think starting, starting to, uh, Thursday, um, People can expect a few things. Um, I think one of them is just not knowing how long they're going to have to wait, but maybe bracing for a wait. Um, I think they they may be dealing with, a, you know, the website portals to sign up. They may be temporarily crashed or overloaded. You know, that's something that we saw 
For example, in Contra Costa County, um, when they opened up yesterday to more people, was there were so many people trying to sign up at one time that um, you sometimes had to come back to that website because it, you know, it wasn't working in that moment. So I think people can, you know, expect some glitches, especially you know, in the first day or two, when there's probably going to be a big flood of demand. Uh, you know, I do think that, um, you know, f- from from past experience, when the state has opened up um, vaccines gradually to groups, is you kind of see this initial spike in demand when everyone is trying to get it, you know, first, because they've been so anxious and, and wanting to get it for so long. Um, and then, you know, that may taper off a little bit um, over time as as more people get vaccinated in that group. So in short, the advice is, you know, sign up when you can, but just be ready, you know, for, for a lot of, a lot of folks to be doing the same. Yeah. People who have been patient are going to have to continue to be patient. Um, It's going to be frustrating. Um, You know, San Francisco said it plainly, we're warning you, it's going to be hard to get an appointment. Um, in San Francisco, UCSF has a mass vaccination site at City College, and um, they're going to celebrate the big opening day tomorrow by being closed because they don't have enough vaccine. And so they're opening on Friday, but um, it's going to be frustrating for uh, all of us. I'm in that category. It's going to be kind of frustrating for a while um, to get an appointment. Yeah, especially when it seems, you know, so much in reach. You know, you know, closer, closer than than ever before. Of course, let's look just a little bit ahead. I mean, I, I, I want to. We, we've talked about you know uh, bracing for shortages of vaccines, bracing for long waits to get a vaccine. But then, just a couple of weeks from now, on April fifteenth, you know, the the state will be throwing open eligibility to even more people. So, are, should we expect that? a lot of these problems to compound. I mean, it seems unlikely hearing, you know, you two who've been covering this so closely, you know, you're describing a rocky rollout starting Thursday. I mean, just a few weeks after that, are those are those hitches going to be smoothed out, do you think? No. What do you think, Kat? <laughs> uh, n- no. Uh, but, but you do raise a good point. Um, I think when the state opens it up to everyone over 16, you know, we're not going to have enough vaccine to to get all those. I mean, many, many millions more people. But also, we shouldn't assume that everyone is necessarily going to be in line that first day or even those few first days. You know, like, I, I think many people will, but, but not everyone, uh, you know, because not everyone is as anxious to get um, vaccinated. You know, there are actually a couple health Officers um, I spoke to this week in uh, more northern counties who thought that, um, you know, people in the younger groups may not be as excited about getting vaccinated right away as people in older groups, which I thought was an interesting um, forecast or, or interesting thing to think about. You know, that that's true. But let's just look for a minute at some of the numbers. Santa Clara County um, offered these numbers just um, a few days ago. So they have 400,000 people aged 50 to 64. They could vaccinate 200,000 of them every single week. So that would take care of them pretty quickly. But they only are getting 58,000 vaccines per week. And all of those numbers were before 
the um, state opens up to the 50 to 64. Those were the pre-50 to 64 and certainly pre-16 and over numbers. So we are so far behind um, in ability to vaccinate people. And so I think the people who don't want to get vaccinated are going to be perhaps a bit of a drop in the bucket in this calculation. At the same time, the state uh, you know, you ask the state this question and they say, look, we are going to get more vaccine in. And um, Daryl Ng is the guy who is the point man on vaccines for the state. And he said that we're about to get um, 2.4 million new doses coming next week. And that's 300,000 more than we got the prior week. So these are big numbers, but there's a lot of people out there who need and want a vaccine, I think. Nanette Asimov and Catherine Ho, thank you both so much again. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Stay with us. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk with staff writer Alexei Kosov about an influx of money coming to the Bay Area to help get the region's poorest residents vaccinated. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. We're back with Chronicle staff writer Alexi Kasif. Hi, Alexi. Hey there. Uh, so as you've reported, Bay Area counties are now set to receive about $8 million bucks uh, to help them reach you know, vaccine equity goals, to help get vaccines to the poorest, hardest hit uh, communities who are in desperate need of these vaccines. Um, but Bay Area lawmakers had to kind of put up a fight for it. Can you uh, back us up a little bit and talk about how this all came about? So this started in early March when the uh, Newsom administration shifted its strategy on vaccine distribution once again. And in an effort to address the fact that there have been a lot of poor communities and communities of color that have really been um, falling behind on vaccinations, they decided to shift more vaccines to certain zip codes, about 400 or, or more than 400 um, of the lowest income zip codes in California that hit certain kinds of metrics of, um, you know, disparities on health and, and the environment and all kinds of things as a proxy for need. And, um, you know, that's all well and good, but for the Bay Area, it meant that a lot of the really needy places here got left out. Uh, only about 2% of the people who stood to benefit from this increase in vaccines to low-income communities were in the Bay Area, even though uh, we have a lot of places that um, you know, that have that need and have been hit really hard by the pandemic and they just weren't covered. You know, this was, you know, places like uh, parts of San Francisco, parts of, um, you know, uh, Marin, parts of, uh, you know, Contra Costa County that were just totally overlooked by this program. So, um, you know, lawmakers got together and they started trying to ask the governor's office to to shift its its strategy once again and and take into account more the needs of of these communities. And, and after Lots of back and forth over many weeks. This was sort of the the resolution that they came up with. 
Is it at all clear right now whether the Newsom administration knew that they'd effectively be omitting so much of the Bay Area when they decided to shift to this system? It seems it seems like they did. And that is, you know, it's not an intent to leave out the Bay Area, but um, it certainly wasn't, you know, a problem for their goals. I mean, they were really targeting the Central Valley and parts of Southern California with uh, with this strategy. Um, those those 400 plus zip codes are primarily in those regions of the state. And so they knew that going in. And I, you know, I think it's fairly clear that, you know, they they never backed down from the fact that they think that this was the right thing to do to do to try and get you know, a winter surge of the virus under control and help stop the spread further in the places where the virus has been spreading the worst. So, you know, it wasn't meant as a slight as the Bay a slight against the Bay Area. Um, and they seemed rather, but they seemed rather unmoved by arguments that, you know, this was leaving out a lot of needy communities. So the Bay Area is a pretty big place, Alexi. Um, talk to us a little bit about how this $8 million or nearly $8 million pot of money is going to be distributed across the region. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's a nice chunk of change, but when you start to divide it up, it's obviously, you know, it, it's not going to solve the whole problem. But um, it, Alameda, Contra Costa, and Santa Clara counties will each get about $1.5 million dollars. As San Francisco and San Mateo counties will um, each get 750000 and Marin, Napa, Solano, and Sonoma counties will each get 400000 And this is, um, you know, this will allow them to do things like set up more vaccination sites, hire workers to do outreach to uh, communities, um, and, and help people sign up for, you know, my turn, the state, um, the state website that helps people track, you know, vaccine eligibility and appointments, things like that, uh, to really get into um, these harder hit, lower income communities. So final question, Alexi. So what has been the response from, you know, the Bay Area lawmakers who, you know, were not not too pleased uh, with the governor's sort of the, the way in which that this plan was was designed? Are, are they satisfied with the results here? Is this eight million dollars going to, to placate them? I mean, as you as you described just now, once you divvy it up, it doesn't seem to spread all that far. So are they satisfied with this or what's their reaction been to this move by uh, by the Newsom administration? Yeah, I mean, something is better than nothing. And I think they are glad to get some additional help. Uh, but you're right. They, you know, I think there is a little bit of a, a muted response because, you know, $8 million only takes you so far. Um, you know, Senator, State Senator Dave Cortese from San Jose, uh, who was one of the lawmakers really spearheading this push uh, to get the governor's office to, you know, to step in and help the Bay Area more. You know, he said in in a statement that this was a step in the right direction, but not nearly all that was needed. And I think that is a pretty, you know, a pretty widely felt, you know, sentiment. And um, you know, a lot of the the counties themselves, for example, didn't 
know yet what they would necessarily do with this money. It's, you know, they've just found out about it. So it's hard to say how far it will go, but I don't think anyone is under any illusion that, you know, with about $8 million, you're going to erase all of the inequities built into the health system and, you know, get everyone who lives in in these hard-hit communities vaccinated. Alexi Kasif, Chronicle staff writer, thank you so much for your reporting, Alexi, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Catherine, Nanette, and Alexi, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. I'm Dominic Fercasa. Catch you next time on Fifth and Mission.